0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 1234 in and welcome back, everybody. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Open Tuesday through Saturday, five until ten p.m. till. Chef Altaf, Chris, and Brendan that Oilers now sent you. And, uh, hey, it'd be a great place to have a Christmas party if you're organizing one a little bit uh, late into that planning season. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. The River Cree Resort and Casino will be open uh, on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas from your River Cree family. You can join the River Cree December 25th. Swipe your player's club card to receive 1 million points. Everybody who swipes our club card on Christmas Day will receive at least 5,000 player club's points. Excitement to on as we bring aboard for Abe's Door Service, Elliot Friedman. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, Abe's Door Service, where service is there especially, visit abesdoor.ca. Hello, Elliot. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, last night... It's funny. I, I thought back. When's the last time there were, there was a game that sort of you know frustrated you like that? And and for me, it was Game Five against Anaheim back in 2017 when the Oilers blew the three nothing lead. That said, I chalked that up to a little bit of an inexperience with some of Edmonton's better players late in the game. Uh, playoff. Mm-hmm. It was a playoff game. Last night was more fr- and. I've got Dave Jackson coming on to explain the call, but I, I'm, you know, for me it was more frustrating watching the Oilers blow a three-one lead in the final. And the way of you give up a, a goal while you're on the power play in the final minute of the game, you've got. Almost four thousand games worth of experience of players on the ice. It's it's pretty much you know, you know what I mean. It, it, it yeah, it
1: can't it can't happen,
0: man. It's it can't happen. Yeah, can't happen. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. I, I agree with you. Like uh, I was watching that game. Uh, we finished taping our podcast. I was uh, I was watching our game and uh, watching the game, and I was looking at that and I was going, I cannot believe that that just happened. Like it's you're, you're your key players are on the ice, it's pretty basic. You can't let that one get away from you. No. Uh, yeah, just crazy, really. I mean, at the end of the day.
0: Um, and do you ever think sometime? And, and here's the thing, I think there's incremental moves the Oilers could make in the short term, some smaller moves and mm-hmm. save for a bigger move down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I But you were just at the Board of Governors meetings. There is not a lot of oh, – wait a sec. We'll get to that in a second. What did you think of the call in overtime,
1: by the way, on the call I, situation? I, I, I thought it should have counted. I, I thought it was a goal. And there's a couple of reasons. And I, I was reading some of Dave' tweets, Dave's tweet threads today. But the reason I thought it should have counted is because, like, if you want to argue he loses control of the puck, I'm okay with that argument, but I don't think it happens until O'Reilly hits a stick, which is after his skates and the puck are over the blue line. Yep. And uh, the other thing too is I think you also like we can debate control and, and possession and all this stuff, all you want. Here's where I'm going with this debate. That was Connor McDavid. You know, that was, that was Connor McDavid. He's the best player in the NHL. And when he's got the puck, and, you know, sometimes I, I, I don't like looking at things in slow motion because these calls aren't made in slow motion, yeah. but, you know, this is video review, so that's what you do, but to me, Connor McDavid knows exactly what he's doing as he's crossing over the blue line. He's about to cut to go inside of O'Reilly and and do what he does, and that is create a scoring chance. Like, I, like to me, I'm looking at this last night, and anybody who says, well, he doesn't have possession or he doesn't have control. I'm like, it's Connor McDavid. He can do whatever the hell he wants. (laughs) Like he can do things at a speed at a level that mere mortals, Bob, like you and I cannot do. And I I think that like, to me like when he gets over the line, he's, he's in, he's in control. He knows what he's doing. And then O'Reilly, um, hits the stick, and if you want to argue that, you know, that knocks uh, the possession out, fine, but it happens after his skates and puck are over the line. Well, so I think it should have counted. I think this, it should have counted. This is
0: going to make for bad radio, because I basically said the same thing in the previous half hour.
1: Oh no, Well, then I changed my whole opinion. Yeah. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you, know,
0: I, I, you know that Connor doesn't go down the Bill Barber school of diving and flopping. And he doesn't try no. to draw calls... He, you know, and, and there's some guy, some old-school hockey well, I could call a penalty against him every shift. I don't want to do that, right? I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I think Connor's so advanced, so fast, so skilled that the mere mortals of the world, and there's some really good officials, but sometimes they're just not in the right position or maybe they don't see it or he's doing it. So I, I sort of fundamentally understand that. But what's happened in this situation is you had someone in the situation room say, well, I don't think he had control. And I'm just like, you know, I'm with, and that's I said the exact same thing. Like, who are they to kind of judge him as to what whether or not he had control of the puck or not? And the slippery slope is we had almost an identical situation go the other way last year,
1: at a very. I, quick... I have to, I I have to say, Bob, you like told when me, that, you text when, me, you when texted when me, when that. Might... When that McCart thing happened, you I said me. that's a goal right away. You texted like, me. And said, to Oilers, me,
0: yeah. You text me. Said Bob, you guys are going to lose this challenge. You text yeah, me
1: during I, the uh, game. Yeah, because I, because I like that one. To me, like I know the others. I, like I, like th- there were two in a week last year. Like I thought the Coleman, the Blake Coleman goal was a goal. Okay, and we had a big argument on air, and I And in the, the NHL's eyes, I lost that argument. Yeah. that's fine. It happens. But I thought that was a goal. I thought the Kale McCarr was a goal. Like I've, it, it was fast, but I've seen that play enough that I knew immediately when it happened that that was going to count. I was watching that one last night. I thought it was going to be a goal. I w- they ruled it off, and fine. But I disagree with the call. I, I think. I think that was a goal last night and maybe it's because, and and, you know, like, like, first of all, I don't think there's anything like, like there's the, the people in that, in that situation room, they aren't like doing anything immoral or anything like that. Like they, whatever, like I, I don't, I don't even subscribe to that. But one thing I do think is that it's possible they, they look at every player as the same. Okay does this player have possession or not and maybe you don't want to get into oh that's Connor McDavid or it's Wayne Gretzky or it's Leon Draisaitl or it's whoever it is but I I just as a human being and a hockey fan I look at that last night and I say it's Connor McDavid he knows exactly what he's doing and Like I said, the McCarr one, I knew right away you guys were losing that challenge. I I just thought the way it was going, it was going. I was surprised at that one. And I do think there has to be recognition of who the player is that is making the play.
0: All right. So uh, as you're aware of, on the Edmonton broadcast of the Coleman goal call, we were yeah. shocked it didn't count. it. I, I basically said I still
1: that. think it should have counted. Uh, I, that, that should have They got <laughs> screwed on that call, man. And you know what? I still they think might, that. They call, might scored game. I know people disagree. I know the people the disagree, yeah, sure, I know people disagree with me.
0: I, I'm telling you right now that the, I still think the Oilers would have found a way the way that series was going to win that game. Oh,
1: players. they they hmm. probably win that series anyway, but I still think that. They got, was they got screwed
0: on that call. Ryan from <laughs> Stoney says, uh, Bob and Elliot, the Situation Room also had to overturn the fact that it was called a good goal. How was there legitimate evidence to overturn that? Uh, sometimes you got to just trust. So it, it, it's just—I don't know. It was the confluence of events, and the thing is, it would have bailed the Oilers out of an egregious misplay by five experienced players on the ice, and it was—it just was totally befuddling. It—you know—it was just—it was a really frustrating evening. I got to tell you, Ellie. Yeah, on, I, could, I
1: i believe it. I totally believe it. On a multitude
0: of fronts, because. Like, I don't, I try to be relatively, you know, look, I, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I want to see the organization be successful. I believe in supporting the players, especially the younger players. We have. Mm-hmm. I, I find that there's some media types that like to really dig dig in on 21 to 23 year old developing players, and maybe they go a little easier on veterans. I've always uh-huh. told the guys as they get older, I think the ex- and you get paid more. I think the expectation level raises as well, and I think we're seeing that. I I, got, I have real empathy for Darnell Nurse. You know, and he took ownership last night. He's had some tough stretches here. Yeah. Uh, because he, it's hard to ignore the nine. The, the guy, by the way, is plus 56 over the last three seasons. Okay. Like, yeah. he's, 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 a, he's a. And people say, well, that's because he plays with McDavid. Uh, he, he's a good player. He's gone through, he's had a couple tough games at home here. And he has a problem. And you don't want to know what the problem is for for Darnell? He's not on Edmonton's first unit power play, which means he's not leaving the puck for Connor McDavid to bring it up the ice and beat three guys like he has in the last two games and score and gets a second assist like Barry did. And so he's not going to inflate his offensive numbers and people often look at the hardcore box numbers. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know if I'm buying I, I, I don't know if I'm buying that as much. I think Look, like, I, like, I well, think he's got play better.
0: Hockey, he's got, we've, we've just. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, I think the Oilers hockey fans, I think the hockey fans out in, in, where you are in your listing area, I, I think they're pretty smart, uh, Bob. Like, you know, like I think they, they understand. Like, they've watched hockey for a long time. Uh, I, I think they're pretty smart. I think they recognize that, you know, Darnell Nurse doesn't have to be a 20-goal, 60-point guy. He's just got to be your best defenseman. And, you know, th- that's the way it goes. Like, it, like it's interesting. I was talking last week with Brent Thompson, who's Tage Thompson's dad. Right. And you know, Tage Thompson got off. He, I think, he had two games this year at the beginning of the year where he had no points, and he's just signed a fifty million dollar contract. And you know, Brent Thompson said, like, like Tage was like, "Oh my God, I'm off to a bad start. I, I just signed a big contract. Like, he feels terrible. I'm letting down the Sabers." And 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 Brent Thompson said to him, "He said, e, like." easy you just do what you do continue to work hard make sure that you're doing the things you're supposed to do and it'll come like don't stress yourself out the money's in your pocket it's already there just be who you are and i think that's easier said than done but it's true and i think the thing about nurse is he he got the big contract and i've got no problem with that you you're worth what someone's willing to pay you but i but it does change the way you're perceived in the eyes of people 100% like i don't like i don't think the others fans would care if he gets 20 goals or not but he's got to be your best d and that's you know so i don't think it's about production i think when when you have a night like he had like that like, that's just like, first of all, I, I'm not surprised at all in the least bit that he would stand up there and say it's my fault. Like, I just think that's who Darnell er- Nurse is. I think, I think that's how he was raised. Like, of course, he's going to do that because he knows. But I think what it does is, you know, when you're when you become a player who gets that kind of salary, people have lower uh, tolerance for mistakes. And and that's the minefield that you have to wade through.
0: OK. Uh, now let's get to some. of, What was it? Twenty-five thoughts out of thirty-two, or something like that, this week.
1: Yeah, I'm, you guys are killing me out there. Like, man, like I'm trying to give you everything I can. People well, are like, "It's your podcast." My, you know, are, people are like, "I want my money back if I don't get these seven thoughts." It's pretty funny.
0: Actually. All right, here we go. Uh, let's start with uh, Vancouver because you wrote about Bo Horvat.
1: Yeah, so, like, like, I don't know if there's a way to make this work or not. I'm really, I'm really leery about proclaiming it over, Bob, because of what happened with J.T. Miller. So I'm, I'm leery about proclaiming it over, but it's certainly trending in a certain direction. And that is that he's going to be traded and the Canucks are out there right now just basically talking to everybody about what his value is. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's two ways that the Canucks could look at this. I, I think that one way is they trade him to open up cap space and, and get room to do things or they tried to trade him for pieces that they think can can help them now. Like it's tough. Um you know, I you know that you know I know they're looking for young D. I know they're looking for young centers, but those are the players that tend not to get traded very often. Um, so, like I think so. Look, I I, I don't think they want to go over uh, Miller's number for Horvat, which is 56 million, seven times eight. And the problem is, is that he's 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 worth more than that now he's 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 on a 60 goal pace now i don't think he's going to get there but he's doing uh extremely well so i i think they're in a bit of a stalemate right now i think they're looking to see what's out there but i I wouldn't be surprised if they try one more time however like i said i don't think it's trending very well but i don't think he's the only guy that they're they're looking at i think they're I think they've got a few other guys they're trying to move. I think they'd like to extend uh, an old friend of yours and that's Ethan Bear and they, they need some they need to create some cap room. I think they're trying to they're trying they've got a few things out there like, like like I'll I'll say this like I think Tyler Myers he's due like a bonus on July 1st. I think after that next year he's a 1 million dollar player. There's a lot of teams out there that even though his cap hit is whatever it is Arizona would taken. love to. Well, I think there's good teams that would take really good, like, like Tyler Myers. Like I look at him this way, you know, it's just like we talked about with nurse. Like it's not his fault that, you know, he got a big deal. And, you know, some people say, well, he's not worth that. But I'll tell you this, like he's like, there's a lot of teams out there that kind of like the way he plays. He cares a lot about his team. He plays hard. And you know, you take a look at a lot of these defenses that teams are trying to build right now really long, where like if you look at Tampa Bay and yeah. and, and, uh, and Colorado, like the smallest defenseman who by at least the way they're listed in the NHL uh, guide, you know who the smallest defenseman was in the Stanley Cup final last year? It was Kel McCarr. Like, think about what it's like to get through all that. Like yeah. you, oh, yeah. you, you, yeah. So I, I definitely think there's going to be interest in some of their other players. We're just going to see what they're going to be able to do. I, I think I think they're really trying to clear some cap room, and okay. also I do think they recognize that Pedersen's number is going to be very big in a year or two or whenever it is they extend. let right.
0: that, That's two, three quick hitters. Uh,
1: yeah, Chickering. Nothing new to report. Um, I don't think so. I mean, that one gets hot and goes cold and gets hot and goes cold. It's up and down.
0: Okay. uh, You were at the uh, BOG uh, meetings and I was surprised when Gary Bettman came out and talked about, you know, a a pretty big jump back in the fall.
1: Yeah, he's up to something. He's he's like like this one's not over. There's there's more than meets the eye here. Uh, I have some people who say take your tinfoil hat off. It's just that he wants the debt paid before he jumps it, which is true. But I could also see I could also see him saying, look, if you want us to jump it, what are we getting in return? So we don't have to decide this until June. We'll see how this one plays out. Although. I know there's a lot of teams out there like, for God's sake, can you give us some indications sooner so we can get some business done?
0: Okay, and speaking of business getting done, I mean, I I, I said in the first half hour, I wouldn't mind seeing the orders over the next three weeks, uh, once we get in and out of the Christmas break, the Christmas trade freeze, to yeah. make a couple smaller incremental deals, but even those are difficult to make, aren't they, Elliot, right now?
1: Yeah, like, well, you know, you and I have talked about, they've been looking at forwards, like, like maybe some depth forwards with a bit of an edge. And, you know, I know obviously there's a lot of talk about D. Um uh like like I, like put it this way, I, I think number one, they have to make sure they've got enough room to activate Kane when the time comes. And I think everything they do is just making sure they don't walk themselves into another problem. Um, when Kane is ready. Um, but look, I I, do, I think they're looking at depth forwards, although I guess, you know, for, with Malone on waivers today, I assume Fogle's uh, close. Yeah, and uh, s- somebody said to me, McLeod is now skating too, or I think Mark Spector tweeted it. So these guys are getting closer to health. But yeah, I, I do think you're looking at moves on the blue line and maybe a depth forward. I told you how I was watching you one night, and you mentioned Sam Lafferty. I think he's a guy that has been on your radar. Didn't mind it. So, yes, didn't I mind Atchary
0: last night, but I'm never going to write St. Louis off after what they did back in 1890.
1: I, I absolutely think that Atchary was one of the guys that uh, that the, the, the Oilers looked at. I, I do, um, but I just don't know if that's if that's feasible or not. Elliot, awesome stuff. Thanks for your time. All right, Bob, have yourself a great weekend.
0: You bet. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers for friends at Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoorservice.ca. And I want to mention to you at this time, oh, do I ever. um, The drop episode 10 has arrived on Oilers Plus. Pack your suitcase and enjoy an all-access pass to be the first hashtag Oilers road trip of the season as well as other exclusive behind-the-scenes content. Take advantage of our holiday offer and use code 50% off for half off on the Oilers Plus annual subscriptions. I know Brendan Escott was doing some work on Oilers Plus last night, so there you go. When we return NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, Jif Why am I always out? Ludacris, did you say Play Roll Out? What? No, Jif Order more Finding directions to nearest Diamond store Shop for Jif Hip hop for kids Buy Jif peanut butter Got it, adding Jif to your cart Yeah, now we're talking Jif peanut butter It's that Jif in good Ludacris confused his voice assistant for it Leon Dreisaitl will be another guy that would tell you last night that, uh, he had some tough moments in the course-like game against St. Louis. If you're looking for a perfect holiday gift, you can join Oilers now in Vegas this January. We have just a couple spots left as the Oilers take on their Pacific Division rivals, the Vegas Golden Knights. This New West Travel package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Strip, great game tickets, and a welcome reception with yours truly for the Oilers now Hockey Vegas package. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Into the Ashley Fine Flores text line, Bob, what do you think about my thoughts on nurse and how he needs to play a simple defense and an enforcer-style role. I'd be curious if you think that's a completely bad idea and not move him down to 18 to 21 minutes per game. He's not going to play 18 minutes a game. Just, you know. In a, a low night, and it, like if the orders are routing a team, maybe he plays 19 to 21. He's going to play 22 to 23 minutes a game. I think they need to get another left shot D here. It doesn't have to be the sexiest name out there. I'll just throw that at you. They need a guy that can suppress shots, that can kill penalties, that can be paired with Bouchard, that plays a simple game. That's what they need. Okay. And again, I think because the Oilers lack toughness throughout the lineup, Nurse can't be in a position where he's escalating things at time. Take, I know some of you, why does he fight that? When they're playing teams that got five guys that can fight, that's not a situation where Nurse necessarily plus he's he's playing 23 24 minutes a game. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah,
1: I think you need to dial the minutes
0: back 100%. And uh I What about the fighting? Like, do, do you think about reuniting Bouchard and Nurse? I had somebody say that to me last night. What do you think? I don't know. I don't I mean they Listen, When did the team take off last year? They took off when CC got put with Nurse and Keith got put with Bouchard. I didn't, right? I liked what they did there. I think they have to get, I think they're missing Duncan Keith more than, like I know there were a lot of guys that hated that trade. I think they're missing Keith more than uh, people think. we got to get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. What do you got?
1: A quick rip, light night in the league. Calgary's the only active Canadian team. They're hosting St. Louis tonight Uh, in Bakersfield. The Condors have a home-and-home this weekend with the Ontario rain. It starts in Bakersfield tonight. Oil cake trying to get off the schneid. Nine losses in a row. They are home to Swift Current this evening. And you did mention Brad Malone on waivers. Uh, Leafs uh, property, Axel Rindell, did clear. Uh, Mason Marchment, I see here, also fined $2,000 for embellishment. That would have been against Washington last night. All
0: right, we're going to get a perspective Uh on officiating and what happened yesterday. ESPN rules analyst Dave Jackson, longtime NHL official, coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson.